Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. On today's episode, we have Tiffany Tracy. Tiffany Tracy, a.k.a. Tiffany T, the Resale Queen, is a serial entrepreneur. She started her business journey by buying a commercial cleaning franchise in the early 2000s. After a serious accident that left her immobilized for more than six months, she wasn't able to give her cleaning business the same attention. So with only $50, she started her online business empire. It started with going to garage sales and thrift stores to inventory and quickly moved into wholesale and private labeling on Amazon. Tiffany really wanted to share the information, and she started providing coaching services. She had started a YouTube channel called The Resale Queen. This channel chronicles the journey of a reseller. Tiffany also gives tips and tricks for online selling. She is a co-host of a YouTube show, as well as the creator of her own podcast. These outlets focus on being a business person and just overall being an entrepreneur. Tiffany wants to help individuals become financially independent. So I introduce to you all Tiffany Tracy. Hello, Tiffany. Hi, T. Hi. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome. How are you feeling today? I'm doing well. I am blessed and highly favored. And uh, things. I know some. I know it's a struggle for some people right now, but things right now are going very well for me. I'm very, very blessed. And so that is awesome. That's good to hear. That is definitely good to hear that. So let's get into this interview. So, of course, this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. Tiff, what is your definition of purpose? Ooh, well, it's, I think in my intro, my purpose always is, I've always been a person that helps other people, uh, whether it's on purpose or by accident. I can't just sit around and let someone do something the wrong way if I already know how to do it. And, you know, as a kid, I used to be in school and, you know, you're sitting in class, you ha ha he he with your friends. And, you know, like you see your friend writing the wrong, wrong answer on a piece of paper. I, I'm the type of like, no, nah, you don't want to go that direction. You, know? <laughs> you want, you know, and, I, and it's not because I'm trying to help someone cheat. It's because I don't want to see a person move the wrong way. Right. You know, if I've made the mistakes, I, I'd rather you watch my mistakes than you have to make them. Although, unfortunately, sometimes. The way that it works with some people, <laughs> they just have to learn their own mistakes. But my whole thing is I want people to understand that they don't have to always rely on other people, other companies, or the government to take care of them. You can do it mm-hmm. yourself. You know, once I've gotten to that realization that that's where I want it to be, I said, okay, I can't be the only person out there that thinks this way. I know what it's like to go like what they say in a child line, you know, mm-hmm. get, you know, um, figure out, you know, the date that your, that your stamps come on your card and figure out how you want to stretch that for a whole month. I can't live like that. That's not what yeah. I'm going to do anymore. You know, um, so at one point in time in my life, I was homeless. I was living in my car and I had two jobs. That's, that's, that was the economy at the time. But wow. I can't 
the way that I look at it is, okay, I went through all that so I know what I'm not going to do anymore. And then so if I can help someone not go through those things that I went through, I'm all for it. You know, that's why I believe in the education piece. And I'm not really, I'm not even really trying to do it to make money. Um, it's more of a labor of love. Um, I make money by what I do, not by what I teach you. Mm, mm. That's good. That is good. Oh, I know it's going to be so much more you got to say with the rest of this interview. <laughs> so I'm not even going to like initiate the real conversation right here because I know what other places <laughs> I want to focus, but that was all, that was an amazing answer. So if you had one word to describe yourself, just one, what would it be and why? Driven. The reason why I use that word is because I decide to focus on many different things, but my whole purpose, like I always talk about, is really just to help others as well as I am trying to make sure that members of my family after me are in a good place. So I am making sure that I am building a legacy so that when my children's children can can live and eat off of the off of what I did, right? And I'm very much driven by that. I'm really the I'm I really want to be able to look back years later or and say I don't have to do this anymore. Watch the kids and the grandkids get it done, and because they've been taught something, they don't have to rely on anybody. And I mean, I really, I'm really big on that. You always hear me talk about that because um, a lot of people right now, you know, going through this pandemic, they have no, they, they thought they had a good job and they probably did before the pandemic hit. And, mm-hmm. you know, the job could say, you know, uh, we may have to reduce your hours. Maybe you could work from home, but probably not. You know, it's according to the type of job you have. Well, if you don't have a backup plan or a side hustle at the least, now you're looking at, okay, I got to get on unemployment. I have to do this. I have to do that. You know, and unfortunately, some of these states aren't set up for what for what happened. You know, you know, we see everything on the news where, you know, you see people lined up in lines, you know, way too close together because they need to get their unemployment money. You know, if you have a side hustle, you're like, yeah, I'll get to that. I'll, you know, put my put my stuff in. But I'm going to work on my side hustle because that's making me money right now. So I'm always driven. That drive is is what is that's what moves me. I see something, I always put my mind to it, and I'm driven just to get it done. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm sure many of us want to know more about how you became the resale queen and how <laughs> it all started. <laughs> well, one of the one of the things that like we talked about, you know, I I was kind of forced into being an entrepreneur. I always was told by everybody, "Oh, you should have your own business." And I'm like, "No, I want my own business. I don't want that. No, no, no. Um, let me go work my my nice little banking corporate job." You, you know, um, but it got to a point where I just I had to leave. It wasn't for my it wasn't good for my psyche. I was putting in too many hours, and I couldn't be the mother that I really needed to be. So. I got to a point where I had to leave leave that whole world, and I decided to be an entrepreneur. So I did my first thing. I bought a uh, commercial cleaning franchise. I was able to make my own hours. Um, I was able to be the mother that I wanted to be. I could go to all my kids' games. I didn't have to ask somebody, can I leave early to, mm-hmm. so I can be a mom? I didn't have to do that. And I got addicted to that, and then uh, I had a 
freak accident that left me immobilized. I, I was, I completely shattered my ankle and I couldn't walk for over six months. Oh, wow. And one thing that I learned, which was, I mean, it's, it, it was tough. Like I look back at those days now, I'm like, wow, I went through that. But it helped me with my business because I had to learn, oh, I need other people around me to help manage the business. I can't just do everything myself. Right. Because, and I needed to learn that. And so sometimes, you know, you get those hard things that happen that really teach you something. So now I know when I have certain businesses in place, I get my management team together. And then I can move on to the other thing. My problem was I was involved in everything. And when that happened, I couldn't be involved in nothing. So I said, I got to refocus. I got to focus. I got to figure out, you know, what else to do. So um, after my, went through my recovery and, you know, decided, you know, I'm still going to be back on my entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. uh, I said, what about selling items? This, this is something that I could do online. I don't have to technically be there. I so I start doing a little bit of research because I do do that. I don't I don't suggest a person just start out blind without knowing anything. I do uh do a little research and I said, All right, I wanna try this out. I I took fifty dollars, I started going to little garage sales, and I went to the dollar store and I said, Let me ship this into Amazon and see if this thing really works. Right. So that's that's what I did. I figured fifty dollars was a good gamble on myself, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. fifty dollars, you know, it was. I figured fifty dollars lets me. I mean, did I expect to make a hundred? No, but I figured fifty dollars will will let me know if this is something I could do. So, right. I went ahead, found some products, doing doing what I learned, what you do with Amazon. I shipped mm-hmm. them in. My first order uh, was for $39 for something I bought at the dollar store. I said, okay, I'm sold. And I right, started. that's all it is. <laughs> that was my first order. I went ahead and I just started replicating what I did before. And literally about a month or two later, I started getting these direct deposits of a couple thousand dollars into my bank account. And my husband came to me and said, what the hell are you doing? And he was like, where's this money coming from? And I was like, oh, remember that $50 I was talking to you about um, that I was going to start selling stuff? I was like, well, I just kind of kept taking the money I got and kept putting it back in the business. Right. And he was like, you made this much? I was like, yeah. He said, oh, we got to get serious about this. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, you know, that's when I said, okay, well, we're going to be serious. Start up, you know, set everything up the right way. Be, mm-hmm. Do it as a business. And we've been doing that ever since. Wow. We've been selling online for a long time. You know, I've branched out from not just selling online and on Amazon and eBay and other third-party websites. Now we've branched out, and right now we're starting mobile home investing. That's why I keep my moniker Resell Queen because yeah, I feel like you can resell anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know what I mean? You know, um, I we uh, I opened up uh, another cleaning business, so at this okay. time I learned the right way. Um, okay. But the way that I do it now, I refer business. I don't have to manage a crew. Everything's mm-hmm. kind of automatic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a property preservation business, so we handle properties that have been foreclosed upon. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people may not even realize that this is even a business, but if you got a cleaning business, you better look look into this, but property preservation. So when a house goes through foreclosure and the bank owns the house, 
Well, the bank doesn't go out and move sure the grass, okay? Mm-hmm. They don't shovel the snow, and they're not doing any type of maid service. They hire people like me to get that done. Wow. So I, that's, uh, really, I just looked at that as an essential business of either a, of a cleaning service or a lawn care service. Honestly, yeah. I technically have a lawn care service, but we don't even advertise because I get all my work from the bank. Mm, look at that. You know, so I that's where Resale Queen comes up because I look at it as you, a lot of people think that they have to invent the wheel and then start from there. I have no problems taking what somebody else put their blood, sweat, and tears in to make and selling right. it to someone else. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is amazing. You got my little gears over here just to study moving. I'm like, <laughs> what? I said, mm-hmm. I do with all my podcast interviews. I always have my book candy and my pen handy, and I write down all my notes. Because this is good information. Somebody really honestly may be stuck right now trying to figure out if they want to start a business or not. And you just dropped a nice little gem, and it's really something to consider. But that's absolutely true. Like, why should you have to advertise if all you want to do is get clients from the bank anyway? Exactly. Because a lot of I've I constantly talk to people. They're like, oh, I didn't know you had that business. Like, yeah, I don't advertise. I only have a Facebook page. I only have a uh, a website because you got to have one to get it, to get jobs from the bank. I don't, like, I'm at a point right now, especially, uh, I can't get any more jobs because we're already busy. <laughs> you know, mm. if I get jobs, I'm going to end up pawning them off to another company anyway. And I'm going right. to take a percentage of that yeah. and the work gets done. You know, I'm, what's one thing that I've definitely learned, especially, um, in this 2020 era, um, for anyone that's like, oh, I don't know how to do X, Y, and Z, but I do want to get into this business, you mm-hmm. don't have to know how to do everything. Right, right. Just yeah, If you just get yourself connected with the people that get the job done, and if you're good at getting the clients, you're the in-between person. You make a percentage off the top, so the client gets their job done, and the person that the contractor gets paid. That's a win-win for everybody involved. Mhm. It sure is. Definitely. A you know, if That's- you think about it, Airbnb does not own one piece of property. <laughs> they sure don't. But they you know, but they're, but they're getting paid for, and they don't own any piece of property. All they did was come up with the software and the website to connect people that don't want to stay at a hotel yeah. to stay in somebody's house. That's all they did. You are so true. That's so true. You know. Same thing with the Uber and Lyft. Uber don't own a taxi cab. Mm-mm. All they did was came up with the app that connects the rider with the driver. Yeah. They're the middleman. <laughs> Y'all, we got to start thinking smarter, not harder. <laughs> right. We really do. You know, really so the cli- their client says, oh, I need to go to the store. Let me go onto the app. They put right. where they need to go. The driver says, sure, I'll do that for that price. They link up. There's no money exchanged because it's all right. through the app. You don't have that, you know, situation of, oh, can I get paid? None of that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all handled through the app, you know? So, um, like I tell people all the time, you know, think about things that, um, that, that people do where you live. Cleaning is one thing. I mean, mm-hmm. think about right now where we're in right now, pandemic. If you don't got a delivery service right now and you're right. in a place where it's rural and they may not have access to the same thing, why don't you makers? We've got what? Everyone got what? Two, 300 people on Facebook. That's a friend. 
to them, yeah. put on there. You know what? I know we don't have a delivery service, but if you have a friend or a family member that you would prefer not to go outside right now, mm-hmm. I'll be happy to pick up their orders for a small surcharge of five dollars. Right. Mhm. Mhm. You make a killing right now. Yeah. And you wouldn't have to pay Uber. <laughs> nope. Nope. I have a girlfriend in um the DMV area who like sometimes like while she's out she'll post that you know like this store has Lysol wipes or Clorox spray or whatever the case is. So just the other night, she was like, you know what? I think I'm going to just start taking orders for people. Yeah. So that's what she's doing. That is exactly what she's doing right now. She'll go to the store and she'll, um, you know, purchase some stuff. So people nice who hustle. are in areas for people who don't have any. Exactly. And she was already there anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it wasn't like she was out of her way. So that means she wants to handle her business and made money while she did it. Yep. Yep. It worked right out. I said, look at that. See? And people get mad because yeah. I go out to the county to go get my stuff because in the hood, there's nothing near. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're not, they don't see any delivery trucks, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I always say, you know, you can start out very small. You know, my, you may hear all the different things that I'm involved in and think, well, where's she getting the money? The, the money all started online. I was able to take that, take money that I made there and leverage right. it for, for other businesses, you know, if it, and my online sales are still steady are still steady. They still pay bills. It's still, I can still say, you know what, you know, and look into this business, you know, actually before the pandemic hit, um, we were looking into vending machines. Mm. And I found I found where I happened to live that the problem really wasn't that they didn't have vending machines. The problem was they didn't have people to fill them up. Oh, gotcha. ding, ding, ding. Okay, so I don't have to go out and buy vending machines. I just need to um, provide a service to keep them filled. Mm. That's not hard to do. Right. I already have contacts with wholesalers. Right, yeah. That works right, right and Exactly. And if I didn't, the worst came the worst. You can go to one of those. Uh, like a DJ's or Sam's Club, yeah, and, and, and buy it, and and buy those individual packs. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know what I mean? You know, so and that's a business where it's a low amount of money that you would have to put up up front, a low right. amount, and mm-hmm. that could be steady. You know, once offices get back to back to business as usual, people are going to want their snacks. Yeah, snacks, juices, sodas, water, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the truth. You know. I didn't invent the vending machine. I didn't even invent the service, but I figured out that where I, especially where I live, I was calling places about inquiring about putting a vending machine there. And they're like, well, right. we kind of already have one, but it's not, it doesn't get filled up all the time. You know, especially, I, I mean, of course, there's always opportunity in a city, always. Mm-hmm. So to me, mm-hmm. if you live in a metropolitan area, you should be on your grind regardless. You have no reason. Right. It's a city. Somebody always needs something. But if you're in a rural area, um, which I, I grew up metropolitan, but I live now in a rural area. So okay. if you're in a rural area and you feel like sometimes there's not always opportunities, sometimes you may just have to talk to people and find mm-hmm. out what the needs are and then you can make an opportunity from that. Right. I tell my clients all the time, don't just start a business because your girlfriend has one and your auntie has one and, you know, somebody else has one. Like you said, do your research because people start businesses because there's a need for something. Exactly. We we're not exactly. just out here just doing it for fun. Like is a need right. somewhere for exactly. So study I mean, it, research that, it, right? Find out all the information you need to know. 
shoot, I have a girlfriend right now. She loves to sew. She doesn't really do anything else. She she'll she's the type of person that will make your kid a beautiful gown for like their baptism just because that's what she likes to do. She's making a killing right now sewing masks, selling them on Facebook on her Facebook page. In fact, she's kind of just giving most of them away because she was making them for healthcare workers that wanted something. And then now oh. she's like, you know, she she's up there taking old um clothes that she has that she's like, I'm not wearing this and she's right. making masks out of it. Look, and really for her, she's like, exactly. And for her, it's not because, oh, she's trying to make a buck. She's sitting in her house bored right now. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, she wanted to sew something anyway. She said, oh, people need masks. Let me go make some masks. She went online. You see, you know what I'm getting ready to say? She went online. So how do you make these masks? Mm-hmm. Okay, how do I make it so that they're good for people? Because, you know, it's not just one little cloth. You know, she's actually, um, she was telling me last night, she was like, I'm putting socks in between them because mm-hmm. it, it helps to keep. I was like, socks? Like, I put it on your feet? She was like, yeah, girl. I said, oh, you know, you're putting socks in between the fabric and yeah, people can put them in the washing washer. machine. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I you know, she's then she's making these little headbands with buttons on them because some people are having problems keeping the the uh strength the the bands on their ears yeah so they can wear a headband and just hook it to to the button on the headband yeah mm-hmm. yeah especially if you're in like if you're on the front line you know wearing no mask all day long <laughs> yeah start bothering the back of your ears and it might start slipping off and stuff like that so yeah that little button here being thing i've been seeing that go around a little bit hmm. so yeah, it helps. It definitely you helps. You know, so if, if you're a person that has a skill in that, and I'm going to be honest, I can't sew nothing. You know, I'll take a needle and thread, and, you know, I might hem something up real quick. But that's not my passion. It's not something right. I know about. Mm-hmm. But I'll throw her some business because yeah, it's what she does, you know. Absolutely. So, you know, when a person's out here just looking for a side hustle, you know, sometimes you may have to get involved in a couple side hustles to figure out what you like. You know, I, to me, I'm not going to be in a side hustle that I don't like. I could do that by getting a regular job. Yep. So, you know, you can get involved in a side hustle and be like, you know what? I just don't feel comfortable with this, but I like this particular aspect of this. Let me look into that part. Do that. Like you never really know where something leads to. And if you're providing a solution for someone, you already have a business. Right. I agree 100%. So, you know, with everything that you're like, that you went through, what do you feel is the meaning of success? And what do you consider to be your biggest success? And it can be personal or it can be business related. Well, for me, it's a combination of both. It's because my success is that no matter what goes on in my family, no matter what state things happen in, I can get up and leave at any time. I can, I can go to... My kids' soccer games. I I can turn my life around and be a pre-K teacher, mm-hmm. and a you know, and do that because I don't have to worry about being a slave to a job and say, okay, I can't work those hours right now because you know the teacher got this them going on this Zoom, and uh, <laughs> you know I got to be there for that. Or you know, it, the biggest thing that I love about what I do is my freedom. So. I'm able to do what I need to do for my family and for my business. So with 
for me, my success is my freedom. I mean, of course, do I make, do I make good money? Are my bills paid? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Am I trying to be a multimillionaire? I'm not going to say no when that <laughs> happens. Right. You know, but I'm comfortable. You know, yeah. I'm very blessed. I don't have someone knocking on my door saying you owe us money. You know, I don't have, have the, you know, the worry of how am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to pay that bill? Right. You know, my mom is secure. I, should I pay her rent? So, you know, I'm able to be what I need to be for my family. For me, that's right. my success because you can be a millionaire and not be happy. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but I rather take the freedom that, okay, I can be here for my family during times of need. I don't have to call my boss and say, look, um, I need a couple of days off to handle a situation that's going on in another state. You know, back before pre-pan- pre-pandemic, I could say, okay, let me just hop on a plane. I'll go handle this. And then I'll be back, you know, you know, talk to the nannies and say, look, this is the schedule, you know, um, Mm -hmm. this, you know, and uh, because I'm first of all, that's my big thing, too. Don't be afraid to ask for help. So, you know, I know at times that I may not always be able to do everything that I want to do, but I do ask for help. You know, I have people to help with help with the family. So but there's things that I know that I need to be at. I'm at, and I don't make sacrifices for. So, you know, like um, before this. Before the pandemic happened, I was kind of slated to be uh, at different conferences or uh, different events to, you know, to speak. Mm-hmm. So I made the decision that if I have a speaking engagement that takes me away from the home for more than 48 hours, I'm only going to do one a month. Mm. And that works that, you know, looking at my schedule, talking with my husband, I'm comfortable with that. Right. I'm fine with saying Mm, I'm already scheduled to be somewhere unless it's unless it's something where I'm like, oh, I got to be at that, you know, and then, you know, never know if it's during the right time. We can make it a family event. My, yeah. You know, so to me, my success is my freedom that I get to do what I want to do when I want to do it and how I want to do it. I love it. I love it. But that is the truth. And like you said, if you happen to become a multimillionaire. It happens, but right now you're comfortable, and and that's that's what it's about, like that comfortability. And like you said, it's a lot of millionaires that are the most miserable they can be. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's so sad. Like when you start seeing people like that, you're like, well, shoot, well, do I really want to be a multi-millionaire? I want to be sad and miserable and upset. Being the people, yeah, oh yeah, god. I don't. Yeah, I don't believe in that. You know, I mean, I know, I know quite a few people that got money, you know, with my travels and things. Right. And the people that are, it's funny to me, some of the people that are the nicest are the ones that have the most. And I, and I just, and I just didn't know. Right. <laughs> but one, they're not flashy. They're, they treat people well, mm-hmm. not just, you know, people around them, but people that work for them. They treat them well. And then when you talk to them a little bit more, you find out, wait a minute. You got more money than I thought you did, but you got way better than that mean person over there that only got two million dollars. You know, um, <laughs> you know, some and a lot of it really is your attitude and how you approach yeah. things. You know, mm-hmm. if you approach an opportunity with an attitude, you're going to get an attitude right back, and that attitude could end up in your wallet or not. End oh up yeah. In your wallet. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. You know, because I know that with the many different things that I have going on, like I said before, I learned I need management. I, although I'm a control freak, I can't control everything. As long as the things get done the way they're supposed to, that's really all that matters for me now. You know, especially right now, I can't be everywhere. You know, uh, I got some projects going on right now. I'm getting ready to uh, start looking at some some more mobile homes um, to to see about the work that needs to be done for them. Right. You know, I'm looking at mobile homes right now through video chat because mm. it's safer. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so safety it's is important. Exactly. It's safety. It's safety right now. So although I can't touch it, you know, touch it and feel it and smell it and everything like that, I'm, you know, where I'm adapting to the, to the situation that's happening. And I'm, and you have to do that really with just in any business, but it's really all about, all about your attitude and really how you approach everything. I mean, that to me is probably most, one of the most important things in being an entrepreneur and, mm-hmm. and, or, you know, being, being a boss, you know, there's, everyone knows or has had a job where you have that one boss that you're like, I want to be like them. And then everyone's also had that one boss that I am not going to be like them. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, I believe in learning from other people's mistakes. So if I see attributes in someone that I like, now I'm not comfortable with that. I don't like how right. I, I'm just, I don't copy that. But if I see people acting in a way that is, is a way that I feel comfortable, then I'll emulate that. You know, like you just, you just kind of never know, you know, so in the, in the world today, the opportunities that you can miss with by having a bad attitude. Yes. Mm, that is so true. Ooh. Mm-mm-mm. A lot of nasty folk out here missing out on amazing opportunities because they attitude. I know that first impression for me is everything. Oh, uh, it sure is. Mean, what? <laughs> oh, oh, this how you do business? Like all this is going in my head. Like, oh yeah, I know not to mess with this person. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, just like I, I tell tell the people that work for me, I tell my my employees. Make sure that you understand that you represent me and I represent you. So if a person sees me acting bad out somewhere and they're like, I thought my friend worked for her. Wow, that's mm-hmm. what they have to put up with. I don't want one of your friends thinking that about me. Right. I want them to to be able to be like, you know what? My friend works for some lady that does X, Y, and Z. Let me call my friend because I saw her out somewhere and she handled business and she she was professional. Right. You never know what type of opportunity that could bring for you. Mm. Goodness gracious. People be missing out. So what do you feel was your biggest challenge in your life and how did you overcome that? Well, for me, it's going to be personal because I had an accident that left me immobilized. I couldn't walk for over six months. I was in a wheelchair. Um, I completely shattered my ankle. I actually have a steel rod with two screws in my leg and at the bottom of my foot. My ankle is actually a screw. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) So I've had several surgeries to uh, replace my tendons and things on my feet uh, so that I can wiggle my toes and have balance like everybody else. Um, I walk. Sometimes it's not pretty (laughs) because, you know, when you have a chronic injury, um, things uh, things uh, come back up if you don't do your proper care. Yeah. However, 
when this first happened to me, the doctor told me, he said, I'm going to be honest with you. He said, either you will walk again or you will never walk again. But the yeah. choice is going to be up to you. I said, well, listen, doc, um, I'm, I'm about walking. So um, <laughs> I'm going to need you to, to, to get me to that point. And he said, I will get you to that point. He told me the truth. Um, he, uh, he said, you're going to have several surgeries. It's going to be really painful. And he wasn't lying. He was not lying. Um, but I want to be honest with you. The pain of those first steps, I'll take that pain for where I am today. Because yeah. the pain in the beginning is better than the success that you have at the end. Yeah. And sometimes you have to go through something that is uncomfortable, that is painful, oh, that yeah. you just don't understand why it's happening to you. Because I didn't understand it at all. Sometimes you have to go through that to get your clarity. Mm. So now when I get up, you know, every now and again, I might need a cane, but actually okay. I haven't really needed it in a while. Um, and a lot of times people have no idea that I even have a problem with walking because I've worked very hard on on my rehab. I do my right. exercises daily on my foot so that um, I don't have any problems. But, you know, as the weather creeps up or if it rains outside, yeah. I, yeah. I feel it. You know, like those old wise tales, and you're like, oh, I feel rain. I can. Uh-huh, <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh-huh. Okay. I can. But even on those days, I still get up and do what I need to do. If I need to rest a little bit, I listen to my body and I rest. Uh, but I can't believe it's 2020, and I'm talking about something that happened to me in 2012. Wow. That's amazing. That was nothing but God, girl. Oh, oh, every day, every day. And it's, and it's, and it's something because I feel like that was like a new birth for me because everything from that moment was a blessing. Mm. Look at that. Mm, 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 mm. Like you said, you have to go through things and it might be the worst things you've ever experienced in your life, but it gives you so much clarity and it shows you what you're capable of. Well, how they say and go, you don't know how um, how much strength you have until you have to utilize it somewhere. Like, yeah, not like it's yes. not like picking up something off the floor or anything like that. We talking about real life situations. You don't even know hmm. how strong you are. How <laughs> they say get tested all the time. It gets tested. All oh yes, yeah. you know it. It wasn't. It wasn't pretty, and it's it's so funny because actually I was only dating my husband at that time. Mm. And I was, I had the accident and he, he took care of me. He, in fact, the man went out and built, built things so that I wouldn't have to uh, leave the room. You know, obviously that's why he's my husband today because he saw me at my worst and still loved me. Okay. Um, Honestly, I really didn't take him seriously. Wasn't for the accident. I would have probably had dumped him and, and, and left a really good man. Oh man! Thank goodness he stuck in there. <laughs> he stuck in He was there. a real one. He was a real one. He, yeah, he was. He was. You know, he he took everything in stride. He made sure I got to all my appointments. He made sure um, when when the insurance said, "Oh, she's done with physical therapy. We're not paying for it anymore." He said, "We'll figure out a way to pay for it." I know that's right. Okay, because mm. she needs her physical therapy. Yeah, you know, he was there for it all, and. That you know, like I said, everything from that accident was a was a was a complete blessing. 
a complete blessing in my life. You know, when I figured out the business, you know, I kind of just said something to him quickly and said, look, you know, with this $50, I'm not going to take it out of the house money. Don't don't worry about that. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he's like, all right, whatever. And that was literally his response. Whatever. You want to take out $50, you know, you know, you know, I was trying to make sure that it wasn't something that was, you know, too much. But I wanted to make sure that that I could put a little skin in the game to learn to learn the business. So that's what I did. You know, that fifty dollars flipped it several times and it became several thousand, you know, and I did that legally. You know, when you do it legally, you feel so much better. (laughs) You know, when I can say I took the 50 and I flipped it, I flipped it with inventory. Mm. And it got sold, and I was able to take the money from that and and basically replicate it um, forever, you know, so that even if something happens and it all falls down, which honestly, I don't really feel it's going to happen that way ever because I have things in place now. But if something was to happen miraculously, I know what to do. Yeah. You know, um, I know what businesses to set up. I know what offerings people want or how uh, what's in demand. I know how to watch what's going on to know what's in demand. You know, right right now we have a pandemic. What's in demand is delivery services and face masks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that's in demand right now. So if something was to happen and I didn't have anything, I would be looking at getting towards those two businesses. So if someone is listening and they're like, I don't know what to do right now. If you, you got a, you have a vehicle, you can pick things up. You better offer a delivery service. Yeah. If you have some type of skill in sewing, or honestly, you don't probably don't even really need to have a big skill because it's not that hard to make a mask or not making an outfit. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. It's you know how many YouTube videos are out there to show people how oh to do this? Oh my gosh, thousands, thousands. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's lots of YouTube videos out there right now that can show you how to do this with a needle yeah. and a thread. You know? Yep. You even got Michaels and your fabric stores that are actually um, selling um, the materials, but the cutouts are already done. So all you have to do is put the pieces together. They give you oh the whole goodness. kit. They give you the whole kit. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So people can make them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you know, if you're in a situation where you where you're literally like, I don't know where my next set of money is coming from. Yes, we have a government. Yes, you may have a job that might be there later, but you have to depend on you. You can make that happen. Yeah. It mean, I'm not going to tell you it's going to be easy because I'm not going to lie to you and say, oh, it's going to be all rainbows and sunshine. But after those hard days and those hard nights, then you start seeing the PayPal balance go up or your bank account balance go up or cash in your hand, you realize, okay, I went through that hard time. Let's go go through the good time. Now I know what mm-hmm. not to do. You'll learn. You'll learn as you go through. You know what not yeah. to do, and you know what to do. Just keep replicating that. Next thing you know, they'll be calling you back for your job, and you'll be like, "Hmm, I'm not sure." Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm, so, Tiff, if you could give your younger self a piece Ooh. of advice, what would you tell young Tiffany? Oh, young Tiffany, let me tell you, young Tiffany was something else because it was hard to talk to young Tiffany, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh-huh. other than, you know, to buy certain stocks, I would tell young Tiffany, don't let the opinions of other influence your actions. Because mm. young Tiffany, unfortunately, um, didn't believe in herself. 
she knew things and knew she knew things and other people knew that she knew things, but she didn't believe in herself. Right. She didn't, she didn't believe that she could bet on herself. And I would tell young Tiffany, you sure can bet on yourself. I know that's right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love asking that question because some people be like, oh man, what would I tell them? But some people really do behave in good tips, and it doesn't even matter. It can apply to someone that's young, or it can apply to someone that's older. <laughs> like, it really works on both ends. And I'm like, you know what? That really was a good piece of advice. Like, somebody even dropped a, a piece of advice, and I was like, well, shoot, I can use that right now. Like, you just don't know. You just don't know. But sure they, they, they some really good pieces of advice. But, you know, I did have a question on here that I used to ask when I first started my podcast in regards to um, if you can go back in time, would you change something that occurred? What would it be? Or would you not change anything? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop asking that question because if people start changing stuff, the way that their life is right now wouldn't be the way that it is. I agree. Because I'm thinking, uh, like, someone would probably think, oh, wouldn't you change uh, not being able to walk? No, not at all. That completely changed my life to where I am today. Right, right. I could still be that naive and not believing in myself, Tiffany, if I didn't see myself walk when others said it may not happen. Right, exactly. Exactly. So I was like, oh, no, I'll just take that question out. <laughs> I'll just take that out. I'm not feeling that anymore. <laughs> I'm not feeling it anymore. So I'm sure you probably had some time to indulge in some self-care, self-love. So can you tell our listeners maybe how you go about that? Oh, sure. It's funny. I actually, this year, I just started meditation. And let me tell you, it's been helping during the pandemic to take mm-hmm. a good 10 minutes. And it, it, some people think, oh, you're just focusing on breathing, but not really. What you're doing is you're clearing your head space. Yeah. And you start start it with your breathing, but then your mind kind of goes thinking about nothing. Right. Which is a good thing because then when it restarts, you're focused. Yep. So I started meditating, um, you doing what everyone else does, using an app. Mm-hmm. And it's been very helpful for me. Probably the last couple of years, I've been really into my own self-care. Um, I started last year making sure I go to the gym at least three times a week. Okay. Um, and honestly, it wasn't because, oh, I want to lose weight, which don't get me wrong. Tiffany will take the pounds that I lost. Uh, <laughs> but... I sometimes you need that time for you where you're focused on what you're doing. You know, I'm not focused on, you know, I don't have my phone on me on purpose. I'm not uh, looking at the 10,000 text messages I'm getting or uh, looking at Facebook and seeing the foolery that's going on there. I'm focused on, okay, let me do my arms today. We're going to do my arms. Okay, we got five reps, 10 reps. All right, I'm good with that. Let me move to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Because I not not just as an entrepreneur, but also as a mom, I think sometimes we don't do self care for ourselves. Yeah, it is important. We take care of everybody else, mm-hmm. and then we take care of ourselves. You know, I look at sometimes. You know, if you think about how you serve dinner, 
you know, I always make sure the kids got their food and I always make sure that my husband has the big plate. So he gets all the big, you know, the big portion. Whatever's left over is what I get. But sometimes you got to make your plate first. Yeah, that's the truth. Yep. <laughs> have to put so first sometimes. You know, because I'm not going to be any good to my children or my husband that's if I'm right. not right. That's right. And if I'm not right, I'm not going to be any good to my business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because I... I take things really seriously. I know that there are close to 68 families that depend on me for their well-being. I take that real seriously. You know, when I process my payroll on Mondays, I take that seriously. Like, you know, I don't play around with the payroll money. I know some people have done those things. I don't believe in that. Um, I take that real seriously because if I slip up and that business goes out of business, what happens to those families that are fed off of what I'm doing? I take that seriously. So knowing how much serious I take that, I got to take care of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you I have to take care of me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I have to take, I have to take care of me. So self-care for me is necessary. I mean, even if, you know, it's a busy day and, you know, I don't get some time to myself, if I got, if you got to go into the bathroom and shut the door for five minutes to get your <laughs> right. mind right, yeah. you do that. There's no shame in that. Definitely not. Some, well, go sit okay, in your there's car some, something. Honey, I will sit in my car sometime for five or ten minutes. I'll go somewhere, and I'm, like, I'm a person I like to show up on, uh, I believe, if you're on time, you're late. So I always mm-hmm. show up 15 to 20 minutes early for everything. So I always sit in my car get my mind right, do my breathing exercises, then I can walk out refreshed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you gotta, you do have to think about you and there's not, and there's nothing selfish about that. I think some That's people, little. yeah, think, Oh, I'm being selfish because I'm worrying about myself or I'm trying to do things for myself. There's nothing selfish about that. You know, yeah. if you think about what, what you do throughout the day, you're taking care of your whole family, you're taking care of your businesses, you know, you, you do have to think about yourself. You know, for me, I like reading books that have nothing to do with business. Why? Because I deal with business all day. I like to read a good story that takes me away from everything else. That's, those are things that I like to do. That yeah. helps me to focus and get things right. You know, I read a, read a book last, I would say last year on vacation. They actually ended up turning it into a show and after I read the book, I said, I need to be a better mom because these are some horrible mothers in this book. Yep. You know, I, I, I took that from it because, you know, two not bad people, neither one of them were bad. Mm-hmm. But they were some horrible moms because they didn't know oh, nothing God. was going on with their children, you know. Oh, <laughs> but the other one knew what was going on with the other person's child. And I was like, you know, what? if these two moms would have just paid attention to their own kids, yeah. you know. And then I said, no, nope, I got to be a better mother. I need to be more in tune with what's going on with my children. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's only right. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> just those things, you know, it's not always, I know everything people always want to talk about. I'm on my grind. I'm on my business. That's right. Don't get me wrong because I am. But you do have to take time out for you. You have to get yourself together. Like, it's so important. Mm-hmm. It's super, oh, yeah. super important. Cannot stress that enough. So I know the pandemic is here, but do you have... Any upcoming projects that people should be looking out for um, that may be coming out, you know, now or online, you know, throughout the rest of the course of the year? Oh, sure. Um, 
Actually, I have a free ebook, and I'll be happy to send you the link so you can give that to your listeners. Um, it's okay. called "What the Hell Do I Sell on eBay?" and <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I basically break down what you can do to sell on eBay, but with a low startup cost. Because I think that's what a deterrent for a lot of people is they think yeah. they have to start out with a thousand dollars. You know, the first thing I tell people when you want to get in this game, you need to start looking in your own closet. What aren't you wearing? Yeah. What aren't you using? Mm-hmm. Go through your house. Are your kids really playing with all those toys? Do they really need all those toys? Right. You know, no, that's you true. can wipe them up and, you know, give them to another home that, that may need it, you, you know. Um, so I go through that in the book. Um, so that's available all the time. Uh, I can be followed on YouTube. You can just type Resell Clean, and that's R-E-S-E-L-L-Q-U-E-E-N. Uh, Tiffy to the Resell Queen. You'll see my logo there, and I'll, I try to go through and be honest about, about the resell game. Right mm-hmm. now, I focus more of my videos on reselling online. Um, we will be moving more towards not just reselling stuff online, but as, like I said, with my other businesses, showing people those things. Um, I like to make sure that I know what I'm talking about and that I have answers for people um, when I do my videos because I actually take it seriously. I look at that as a coaching session. Okay. So I want to make sure that when I put information out there that, I have all my ducks in a row so that a person doesn't make mistakes because they follow me. Where you know, I like to tell, especially when it comes to um, the one of the, the things that we're going to probably start towards the end of the year is I'm going to talk about mobile home reselling. Okay. Um, honestly, it ain't that much money that you got to put up, but there are different laws and rules in each state, so you got mm. you have to research that of what the laws and the rules are in your state. Okay. You know, because in some states. It's just like buying a car, literally. They have a title, wow. and you just buy them, mm-hmm. and you buy them. Like, that's it. Other states, they may require that you have some type of licensing um, yeah. that, you that you know, they want you to pay for because, you know, some states just want their money. You know, you know they got to get their they gotta get their piece. So, you know, I'm that's one of the things we're going to go into probably towards the end of the year um, so I can show people the process of how it works in my state and how it works in a couple of the different states. You know, of us, um, you know, getting things, you know, then um, you have to figure out a lot of different things with it. You know, where are you going to, where are you going to put, put the mobile home? Are you buying yeah. a lot? Or I mean, it's so many different things. So I like to make sure that my audience is informed. So yeah. uh, we will That's be focusing good. on that. I do have lots of videos right now. Uh, my highest ranking video is where I teach people how to do auctions for liquidations. And Mm. I am going through an actual live auction and showing you my thought process while I look at that auction and I tell you how much I'm willing to pay for that particular auction and the reason why, why I refuse to go any further than that. And that's my highest viewed video probably because it's something that you don't really see a lot. It right. was something that I said, oh, a lot of people ask me, well, what's your thought process when you're bidding? I'm like, well, why don't I just go on a bid and show people what I do? Mm. You know, and that, that's, that's basically what I did. I shared, shared my screen and said, all right, this is the auction right here. 
this is my thought process when I go to an auction. You know, um, I, I like to be truthful because I tell yeah. people, don't think you're going to buy something that's in liquidation and it's going to come pristine. It might happen, right. but it's not. <laughs> you know, I've been through some things where you buy pallets and the only thing that's in there is rat piss. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I can't sell none of this, you know. Uh, so it's it's a it's another part part of that of of that industry. So I like to make sure that I that when I talk about things that I talk about from my experience, I don't believe in people getting ripped off because unfortunately yeah. those things happen. So, um, but mm-hmm. I go through, um, all of that. That's my, probably my number one video right now is me going to a live auction and telling people how, how you bid on those things. So you can find me on all the social medias. I'm on, uh, Facebook as Tiffy T, the resale queen. I'm on, uh, Twitter as resale queen. I'm even on TikTok as resale oh queen. They got you on TikTok, girl. They got, well, you know what? TikTok has been helpful for my YouTube uh, oh, because I can post a mini video of what I'm posting on YouTube right. and give give the meat of it and say, if you want to know the rest, you can go to YouTube. Right. right because right, I can't right. put a 60-minute video on TikTok. Exactly. So that, and I've gotten, I think, my crowd that follows me a little bit younger uh, yeah. that comes mm-hmm. over from TikTok. So they may have a lot more questions. I'm also on Instagram. I am Resale Queen 19320 because 19320 is the zip code where I grew up from Coatesville, Pennsylvania. Oh. Uh, you can always uh, email me at info at resellqueen.com. You can hit me up on any of points of contact. I respond. If it's not me, it might be an assistant. They'll tell you they're an assistant. We don't, I don't play those games. Um, they'll say, uh, resale queen is a little busy. Actually, resale queen isn't really that busy right now. <laughs> so resale queen is, I like to respond anyway, because yeah. I like to make sure that the response is, is put in the right manner. So, right. um, I, especially when people have direct questions, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes I do have some form answers for certain things because that's just the way it is for certain things. But if someone has like a direct question, I will, uh, respond to them like I've had people ask me well, where do you go to get your stuff I'll tell them yeah. you know awesome. and some and some people in the game don't like that but I'm like the people I buy from love that so you know what happens when I buy from them again they say someone said they got me off of your YouTube mm-hmm. let me give you 20% off this load yeah yeah That's okay thanks <laughs> you know so it's exactly how we go I love it I love it so before we go can you give our listeners one piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but also mm. in life? My advice would just be, if you have the fear, there's nothing wrong with having it, but just don't let it stop you. Mm. That's good. Because fear stops a lot of things. You know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with having it. I've had, I have fear for many things. Like, oh, I'm not going to do this one. Let me figure this one out. That's okay. You can have the fear. Fear yeah. is an emotion that... It's okay to have, but when you let it stop you, that's when it becomes a problem. Exactly. I agree. 100%. <laughs> Definitely. 
That is definitely a good piece of advice for our listeners. I really appreciated you being on here today, Tiffany. You did amazing. Um, you dropped some gems for sure. I don't know if anybody wasn't writing down nothing that you were saying. They're crazy. They're honestly <laughs> crazy. But you literally had like a whole coaching session like on, on the interview today, on the podcast today. That was like a whole coaching session. But this was amazing. You dropped the gems. People know about upcoming projects. They know how to contact you on social media. And I just want to say again that I appreciate you being on here today. Oh, thank you so much, T. I appreciate you having me. And thank you to your audience for listening. I do appreciate it. Yes, awesome. And with that being said, I hope everyone has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose.